Welcome to episode 164 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, we are always up for a challenge. And a recent challenge was to have a zero-waste backpacking trip. No wrappers, no garbage, no junk. We'll share what we did and how it worked out. Then we'll review an all-natural way to package and protect your food that uses no plastic, foil, or mylar. And you'll learn a backpack hack that will turn your used food packaging into tinder. All this... And that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. So I think I was introduced to the idea of zero waste when I was bumming around YouTube watching some minimalism videos. Every once in a while I get on a big minimalism kick and I just think it's inspiring that people can live with so little and their videos are always so clean looking. Like the walls are all white, the sofa's white, their bedding is all white. It's like they live in a sanitarium sometimes. <laughs> but no, I think usually they have a vase of flowers or something. So anyway, I love that kind of thing. And YouTube started recommending these zero waste videos to me. And the whole idea of zero waste is that you try to eliminate packaging from your life. You try and you know, use mason jars or stainless steel containers, things that can be reused without producing any waste. Like when you go to the grocery store, you might use your own reusable bag and grab produce right off of the pile and put it into your own reusable bag rather than buying prepackaged produce or putting the produce into the plastic bags that the store provides. It gets really tough when you get to the center of the store where everything is in boxes and other containers. Yeah, so you really have to shop the raw ingredients, the the perimeter of the store. Right, and some people have made this a real lifestyle, the zero-waste lifestyle, and they get really into it, and their belief is that they are saving the planet, one wrapper at a time. And this idea really resonated with me, definitely... It's something that needs to be done in stages or steps. It's really hard to just go from a traditional American packaged everything life to being completely zero waste. But I was thinking about how I could at least apply this principle to one area of my life. And of course, I picked backpacking. Was there any way that we could incorporate more zero-waste principles into our backpacking trips so that nothing would go into the landfill when we returned from our trip. So the challenge was to take just an overnight backpacking trip where we would have zero waste. In other words, anything that we brought home with us would be stuff that we were going to use again, not throw away. And I think coupled with this was the fact that we were going to be participating in a forest cleanup with Solve Oregon. 
And just thinking about all of the garbage that's out there that needed to be cleaned up, I think was extra motivation for us to say, how can we make sure that we are not only not contributing more garbage to the forest, but cleaning up the garbage that is there, and even when we get back home, that we're not contributing more garbage to the landfill. When you're backpacking, the principles of zero waste typically apply to the food that you're preparing and the way that you prepare it. So we chose on this trip to go stoveless because we didn't want to use a fuel canister. We also packaged everything in packaging that's reusable or compostable or combustible. So waxed paper made it onto our list because we could build a fire with it. So, you know, depending on your definition of no waste, uh, certainly you could define zero waste in such a way that you would say, wait a minute, you built a fire and had carbon emissions into the air. That doesn't count. Uh, but for us, it counted. Yep. We were making the rules here. That's right. It was our <laughs> zero waste trip. Another kind of rule that we had as we planned our zero waste backpacking trip was that the foods that we brought with us needed to be zero waste foods as well. So all the ingredients for our food came from the perimeter of the grocery store. So we made homemade pizza rolls. We had fresh grapes. We made some jerky. I baked some cookies. The cheese that we packed was the Baby Bell cheese. So it was wax instead of plastic. And it just came in a little plastic netted bag, which yeah. was waste-ish. Okay. Uh, we made homemade trail mix. and. I made a loaf of incredible fresh bread. Everything that we packed for food was either wrapped in this special bees wrap that we have that we'll talk about in our summit gear review, or some of it was wrapped in wax paper, which we were able to use as tinder when we did our fire later that night. Going zero waste also meant things like using handkerchiefs instead of paper towels, or using washable dinnerware and utensils rather than plastic disposable ones. Then you stick it in a dishwasher and you use all these chemicals to <laughs> clean it, which is kind of equivalent to just uh, throwing away a paper towel and I know. A paper towel. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you also have to plug in your electric car so that the coal-fired power plant can <laughs> recharge the battery. I mean, you can use a solar panel, but someone had to manufacture the solar panel in a factory. And ship it from China, which uses energy. Yeah. In fact, if you look at the total energy production of the solar panel over its lifetime and compare it to the amount of energy it took to ship the solar panel, well, to manufacture and ship the solar panel, I wonder if, we, if it even balances out. Wow. Of course, we get the solar panels so that we can generate electricity on the trail, which <laughs> the factory in China can't do for us and the ship in the ocean can't do for us. But <laughs> we've gone way, way down the tangent yeah, road now. This is a side road. We call it a spur. <laughs> How do we get back? Some trails, once you go down them, it's hard you to get can't back. can't come back. <laughs> So maybe this idea of zero waste is interesting to some of our first 40 milers. And it's not just about the food that you bring on your trip or how you prepare it. It can go further up the chain from there and can influence a lot of decisions you make when you're backpacking. 
So today we wanted to share the top five zero waste backpacking principles. These are principles that'll help you if you want to take zero waste to the next level while you're preparing for a trip. And these principles build on the reduce, reuse, recycle concept, but we've added a couple. And actually, it wasn't even me that added the couple. These are zero waste people out there that added the two other R's. I added the sixth R, though. Okay, well, we'll save R number six for the end. <laughs> R number six. Okay, well, the first R of zero waste, as it applies to backpacking, is to refuse. That means you just say no to more junk. Sometimes it's hard to say no, but you can say no to produce wrapped in plastic, say no to those little freebies that you get, say no to the disposable junk, and maybe say no to buying something new. Is your old one good enough? Can you make it last for a few more years? I have a pair of hiking pants that I bought from Goodwill a week before my first backpacking trip. And for some reason, I've never replaced them. And so by default, I have said no to all of these other pants that I could have purchased. And the pants that I have are good enough. They're a little bit high water. They have a little <laughs> rip in them. It's okay. They still work. They're great for river crossings. Perfect. You don't for even river have to crossings. roll them up. <laughs> yep. Uh, another way that you can refuse. Uh, refuse packaging specifically, is to buy food in bulk and take it with you backpacking. So if you bring a little bag with you, like a cloth bag, you can fill that up at the grocery store. You don't have to use the plastic bags that they provide. The second R of zero waste backpacking is to reduce. That means you simplify what you have in your backpacking stash at home and what you carry on the trail. This is a principle that a lot of backpackers can get behind. Reducing the amount of packaging you carry, reducing the amount of gear you buy, reducing is already a principle of backpacking. Backpackers are already really good at reducing because it affects our pack weight. So anything we can do to reduce pack weight, that's great. But it's also contributing to this goal of zero waste. The third principle of zero waste backpacking is to reuse. So think about what ends up getting used and turned into trash while you're backpacking. That could be your fuel canister, your toilet paper, a container of balm or ointment, bandages, plastic baggies, rubber bands. Is there any way to bring a reusable version of that? Some of you right now might be dying thinking, reusable toilet paper, no way. Well, let me tell you, there are people who believe strongly enough in the zero waste movement that they have made reusable toilet paper. Just these little pieces of flannel that they reuse. Wow. So that is definitely taking it to the next level, and you don't have to do that. Um, but even among backpackers, have you ever heard of a pee rag? Uh-huh. Yeah. So reusable toilet paper is not that weird. You can also reuse things by repurposing them. Take an old milk jug that you would just toss out, but if you cut it in half, now you have a reusable wash basin. Exactly. Or even things that you get when you purchase other things, like rubber bands. Rubber bands are infinitely useful on the trail. So you can take those with you on the trail to hold things together and keep reusing them. 
The number four R of zero waste backpacking is to recycle. And you might be thinking, how do I recycle a down jacket or a down sleeping bag? Besides, those things are supposed to last for like 30 years. But Patagonia is doing a lot with Recycled Down right now, and we have the link in the show notes if you want to go check that out. Another way that you can recycle your gear is to donate it. Because even though you may be finished with it, that gear can have new life through someone else. So this cycle of giving used gear and buying used gear keeps the items in circulation longer. It recycles them, literally. Gear that you might be tired of or that you think is a little worn out for you or a little too heavy or or whatever might be just a great upgrade for a new Boy Scout who is starting out with nothing. And this would be a terrific piece of gear to take on a, on the first trip. Um, for more ideas about donating your used gear, uh, you could check out Gear Forward, the Gear Forward project, uh, and see you know different ways that you could get your gear into the hands of people who could really use it and get that extra mileage out of it. And the fifth R of zero waste backpacking is rot. That means letting what you have decompose. Usually we do that in the form of cat holes. So digging a hole and filling it up and then covering it back up again. And I'm going to add a sixth R to our list of the five R's of zero waste. And that is repair. We have some gear that needs to be repaired. We have a couple of old sleeping bags that we are still using. And up at the top of the zipper, they're kind of coming apart and the stuffing is coming out. So I need to repair those sooner rather than later because I don't want all the stuffing to come out. Um, Also, my wool buff. I noticed it has a tiny hole in it. So I think I might take some really colorful thread and do like a really cool repair. So it's like, you know, polka dots and stuff. I think that'd be really cute. Um, And then I think we have some frog togs that could use some spot repair with duct tape. And that'll just keep our gear in circulation a little bit longer. So if I were to say it fast, refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle, rot, and repair. Perfect. For today's Submit Gear Review, we'll be reviewing Bees Wrap. Bees Wrap is a cotton fabric that has been dipped in beeswax with a little bit of jojoba oil and some tree resin. So what you have is this waxy cotton that wraps around your food and the warmth from your hands will mold it perfectly around the food. This is kind of an old fashioned way of uh, food protection or food packaging. It's cool stuff because it seems a little rigid at first, but as you simply apply the warmth of your hand to it, it, it sort of just softens right up. And so if you're wrapping like a piece of cheese, you know, and just the warmth of your hands causes it to soften up and wrap really nice and tightly around that cheese. And then as you remove your hands and it cools off, it becomes rigid again. So it stays wrapped. Pretty cool stuff. Right. Bees wrap is made of certified organic cotton that's been dipped in beeswax, organic jojoba oil, and tree resin, and has the functionality of plastic wrap or saran wrap. It does the same thing. 
Beeswrap comes in six different sizes, and it depends on what you want to wrap up. Their largest size is a 17 by 23 bread wrap, so you could wrap an entire loaf of bread with the bees wrap. They also have small, medium, large, and a wrapper for wrapping baguettes. Uh, so the smallest one is 7 inches by 8 inches. It's for doing a little block of cheese, things like that. One of the coolest sizes that they have is the sandwich wrap, which is a 13 by 13 square of fabric that also has a button sewn onto it along with a string. So what you do is you wrap up your sandwich, you fold everything in, fold all four corners in, and then you bring that string around and you wrap it around the button so it stays in place. For maintenance, the bees wrap will last about a year. And then when you're finished with it, when you feel like it is all worn out, you can compost it or you can burn it. The bees wrap can also be cut to whatever size you want it to. And for just everyday maintenance, you'll just want to wash it in cold water with a little bit of dish soap and then hang it to dry. For investment, the bees wrap is between $6 to $19, depending on the size. And for trial, they work. It's great. We use the assorted three pack, which has a small, medium, and large in it. And then we also use the sandwich wraps. We took these wraps on our zero waste backpacking trip and wrapped up the homemade food items that we had prepped for that trip. And don't you love how they smell? I do. They smell like beeswax, like honey. They smell so good. I don't know if that is a risk for bear country. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Hang it up way high. Yeah, and then another caveat would be if you are on a super hot backpacking trip, the wax will melt. Eventually, yeah, Eventually. at a high temperature. Yeah. But they were pretty handy for us. Um, What do you think on the cost trade-off? Like, I mean, obviously it costs like a penny for a square of waxed paper or plastic wrap. Maybe two pennies. I don't know, but it's super cheap stuff. Yeah, that is one of the tricky things about zero waste stuff is that you're going to pay more because you're not rebuying the same you know, disposable stuff over and over. You're going to pay more for the durability. So it's definitely not cheaper than plastic wrap. I can make a whole roll of plastic wrap last for a long time, but that plastic wrap is still going to last a long, long time, time in the landfill. So it's one of those trade-offs and uh, some people will care enough about the zero waste movement and uh, protecting the environment, that they're willing to pay more for something that they know will biodegrade. And also people will pay more knowing that they're supporting a small business. I think that means a lot to people, to know that their money is going to someone who cares about the same things that they care about. We'll have all the info about Bees Wrap in today's show notes at thefirst40miles.com slash 164. And we'll include a link to beeswrap.com as well. For today's backpack hack of the week, waxed paper food wrap. If you're looking for a way to wrap your food and then dispose of the packaging at your campsite, waxed paper is a great option. We wrapped some of our food for our zero waste trip in wax paper and then sealed it with masking tape. So that way we could throw all of the packaging into the fire. It burned really easily and quickly, and it made for great tinder. 
Yeah, all that wax basically means that wax paper is a fire starter. It's a candle. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so we put our jerky in there, some of our nuts. Uh, I think we wrapped our pizza rolls in the wax paper as well. So everything that we wrapped in the wax paper, we put in a paper sack to protect it. The bees wrap that we just talked about in the Summit Gear Review is very durable. Wax paper, not as durable. So you'll want to have like a second layer of protection, which is why we put it in a paper sack. Another benefit of using waxed paper to wrap your food is that you can write on the outside what the food is. And it's also a fairly lightweight way to package your food. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Aldo Leopold, who was a U.S. conservationist. He said, Every woodland or forest, in addition to yielding lumber, fuel, and posts, should provide those who frequent it with a liberal education about nature. This crop of wisdom never fails, but unfortunately, it is not always harvested. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Check out our new cookbook, Trail Grazing, on Amazon or iTunes. We'll see you next time on the first 40 miles. handkerchief. I'm charming. <laughs> I meant bandana. What's the difference? A handkerchief is white and embroidered and a bandana is gloriously colorful and larger. Uh, more rustic. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I hope you had a great Christmas too.